welcome to another session of Winning Words, where we speak life to influence others. And we hope that you can learn more and more about how you too can be a person of influence and you can speak life encouragement and fulfillment into the people that you are most connected to, the people that you can most influence. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving weekend, wherever or however you chose to spend it, in amongst the challenges of 2020, at least speaking for my family, we had more than enough to be thankful for. So having an attitude of gratitude was not a problem, so to speak. Today, I want to kick off what I think will be a two-part series. Today's title, Search for the Truth, will likely be followed up in week two or three with where and who can you trust. But today, let's focus on a search for the truth. Now, the word truth in the dictionary speaks to this, the quality of or state of being true. In other words, it is true. It's believable. Another definition is that which is in accordance with fact or reality. Facts are the basis of truth and their basis of reality, not perceived reality or potential reality or could it be reality, but instead, truth is in accordance with reality. In other words, it's real. The reason I chose this topic for this session is, I think in the midst of 2020, and looking back on my life of 60 plus years, I think our culture is searching for truth. Let me give you, in this teaching today, my learnings related to where I see truth now and how to find it compared to my childhood days. First question we would ask ourselves is, is it fiction or non-fiction? If it's a it's fiction, then we know it's not true because whatever it is you're reading or hearing or watching is a fragment of someone's making it up. It might be an interesting story. It might be a compelling message within the story, but it's still, a, it's fictional. It never happened. Could it happen? Yes, potentially, but it never had. So it's fiction. The other classification of literature and much of the arts and our perception is what we call nonfiction. Now, nonfiction is arguably laced with the truth, with facts. So the first thing we need to discern is, is what we're reading or hearing or watching fiction or nonfiction? Because it can be either or. And that decision about fiction or nonfiction 
really becomes a function of if you're searching for truth, you know that fiction will not bring truth. Now, let's look at this year, 2020. January, February, and all of a sudden, we hit late February, early March, and COVID-19 became a significant part of all of our lives. When I say all of our lives, not only in the USA, but according to news media reports around the world. I've not been to any other countries since COVID-19 hit, so I can't speak for sure to the impact, the influx of COVID-19. But with that being the case, let's look at truth related to COVID-19. I remember when the first declarations came out from political leaders, elected leaders, they took positions of authority and said, this is what you need to do. This is what I'm telling you to do. Now, did we interpret that as truth or did we interpret that as someone just saying that? To this day, I think you can argue either one. Part of that March declaration was, if we do this for three weeks, and this included everything from staying at home, shelter in place, closing down much of America, restrictions upon restrictions, all of which could have been for the good. To this day, I don't know. So is it, was that truth or was that someone's thinking that they knew and therefore made declarations? Now that was in March of 2020. Here we are in early December. In early December of 2020, we are still receiving those same type of directives from leaders in elected positions. Do you believe them any more now than you did in March? Do you recognize what it is that they are suggesting, suggesting or mandating as truth or their opinion or somebody else's opinion? So COVID-19 is, I think, a living example of a phenomenon that we are all still trying to define as where is the truth. And I'm not sure anybody knows. And I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. But I think it's a good example of if we're searching for the truth, have we gotten the truth? Or are we still grasping at potential solutions? If we are, I understand that. I'm not a medical expert. But part of what we've been receiving since March may in fact not been the truth. Another area that we look at, I remember as a child when we got our first television set on the farm. It was a big chunk of furniture and oh, we were so excited. It was black and white, of course. But I remember it had two news channels on it. And then all of a sudden, a third one came along. What were they? There was CBS, NBC, and then shortly after we 
got our television, ABC came on the forefront. Now, those were the televised news media that most of America received their news from. And I never watched the news when I was younger and thought, well, they're not telling me the truth. They're telling me the news based upon facts. Going back to our definition, that which is in accordance with fact. So the news when I was a child, CBS, NBC, ABC, or local newspapers like the Grand Forks Herald in North Dakota or the Fargo Forum, my perception was that the biggest part of what was in the newspaper was in fact truth. Now, fast forward to 2020. The print media now still consists of those stations, but a whole lot more. And depending upon what media that you're using, whether it's televised media and or radio media and or print media, now, separate all this out and you tell me where the truth is. Again, the theme for this podcast is search for the truth. So within the current news media that's available to you and I, are you in fact receiving news or are you receiving opinion or is it a feature of some type that you're watching, listening, or reading about or is it an editorial? Now, Each of those is different relative to the truth. If it is pure news and you can see it happening in front of your eyes on the television screen, or if you have substantiation for what happened and you feel like you can back it up, so to speak, then you can interpret it as news and you could interpret it as truth. However, It's so easy in today's interpretation of the media to lose sight of the fact that the news may be being presented with opinion. And if it's being presented and mixed with opinion, so to speak, in the Super Bowl, Lord only knows if in fact it's slated more towards news or towards opinion because opinion is not fact. Opinion is an interpretation of. Then a feature. A feature story, well, it might be intriguing, motivating, fulfilling, encouraging. It really may be a function of who's producing the feature, for what purpose, about who, and is it actually a feature on truth? Or is it a feature on entertainment? Big difference. And then editorials. I get the Wall Street Journal every day. And I look to the Wall Street Journal and I'd like to believe that most of it is true. I think you could say the same for other print media. However, as I go through the new, the Wall Street Journal, I need to be conscious of Who is the author? What is their position, so to speak? What's the background on the story? And if I'm not real careful, it's easy to start reading an article in the Wall Street Journal 
And without realizing it, it's an editorial position on the news. Well, editorial positions are those of the leaders in print media, but they're written from a perspective what they think should be done. This can be helpful. However, my question is, in our search for the truth, the media holistically in 2020, at least I for one, do not know if in fact I'm receiving the truth or some fabrication thereof, or am I receiving an opinion piece? So be careful that we don't interpret all of media presentation as truth. Let's look at another significant part of our culture and society, education. Education has changed over the course of my lifetime. And I would I would argue with you that it's changed for the better. However, it hasn't all changed for the better. And here too, the topic of today's podcast is search for the truth. In searching for the truth, textbooks and documents and reference materials, support materials in education are those fact or are they a curriculum bias? And what I've seen change in education is that I remember that when I grew up learning about our government and learning about leadership in America and learning about our history, my interpretation was that what I was learning in my textbooks was in fact truth. However, as times have changed, and depending upon political bias and opinion, curriculum has begun to pick up a bias. And this too changes based upon people's opinion, insights, and persuasions. So in education today, we now have state mandates, federal mandates, local school district mandates, decisions based upon policy relative to what they're going to offer, what curriculum they're choosing, and with it is built-in bias. Bias may very well not be truth. So education can, in many ways, people, be filled with bias. So while you think your son or daughter, well, if you're a college student, you may think what the professor is saying is in fact truth. The reality is it's tainted by that professor's, that spokesperson's, that writer's of the curriculum bias. So education has changed and I can't tell you that education is necessarily all tied to truth. And in fact, there are people that would argue that it's not. Let's look at government. Government around the world studied enough history to know that corruption is a part of people's lives. For us to think that corruption stops before it gets to political party or gets to 
uh, government level, whether it's local, state, federal, for us to think the corruption is no way present in our government, we're kidding ourselves. People's greed and their quest for power sometimes gets in the way of truth. In government today, we need to be very, very careful that we're watching out for what it is that is happening in our government and what part of that is tied to political persuasion. In my last five years, I've seen a significant increase. I think you would agree in the amount of what we now call political correctness. In other words, be careful what you say or who you say it to in a given setting. Well, part of that is a sensitivity to the fact that we are all thinking differently, which is fine. But the fact that you think differently than I does not mean you know the truth any better than I do or vice versa. I may barely be entirely wrong based upon my interpretation of an issue. And yet, I want you to believe what I'm telling you. In other words, I want to pass it on to you as truth. And in fact, it may not be truth. And so much of government is built on, which is likely to be next week's topic, trust. Where is trust? So government... Unlike when I was a child, I felt like the government was there to be straight and true. My look at that now has changed. I become more and more concerned about the transition to political persuasion, to corruption for the purpose of political agenda, to corruption becoming like an infection in leadership. Another area that has exploded on the scene is social media. You and I are so engaged, at least I can only speak for myself, I am too engaged in social media. It's become a part of our lives. Well, social media, whether you were talking about, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, you name it. There's new things coming on the forefront every month. Social media. Here's my take on social media. You have to be careful if you're looking for truth in social media. Because a big percentage of what's on social media has been passed on as somebody saying it may be true. But when you actually check the source, you may look at something on social media and say, oh, it's December 2nd today, and here this popped up. Oh, this must have been yesterday's news. The reality is if you check the source, what you're reading or what you're watching on a little video might have taken place on August 22nd. No longer current. There have been many rewrites, so to speak, of that story but you're watching someone that something posted. Political bias is a part of social media. How challenging has social media become in terms of interpreting 
is this the person who's presenting the post on social media? Is it their opinion or is it the truth? And God bless you with an increased amount of discernment in order to decide which it is. Is it opinion or is it the truth? I must say that on social media, we all use the term friends loosely. Well, there too, and I'm no different. You receive what I put on social media. You might consider me to be a friend on social media, or we might be a social, we might be a relational friend. When in fact, yes, you are a friend. But what I'm putting on social media, again, is it the truth or is it a fabrication of the truth? Or does it fit my bias so therefore I put it on there? So in all these cases, as we talk about this search for the truth, a couple things I would encourage you to discern, to investigate. Number one is, what is the source of the document or the news or a feature or an article? Along with the source, what's the background on who is presenting it? What view are they looking at in order to present the information? So knowing the source, knowing the background, and then thirdly, what is the publication itself? And what is the built-in bias that the publication has or the news organization? What bias does CBS have? What bias does Fox News have? What bias does... MSNBC have, knowing their built-in bias tells you and I something about what may be or may not be true. And then again, the second thing I would encourage you on is friends doesn't necessarily mean truth. Here too, use the power of discernment. Don't Pick everything off of social media and off of what people are telling you in person as truth. It may be their interpretation or it could be that they're the 47th person in a chain of a story that was handed down 47 times. Imagine how much it's changed. Now, as we continue on this search for the truth, I want to now shift to what God's word says about truth. And for me personally, this whole search for truth in 2020 and in my lifetime has really settled into two areas for me, for Ross. I'm not saying this is for you, but it is for me. The first is, do I see truth with my own eyes? In other words, if I'm standing in my backyard and I see a tree fall, I interpret that as truth. Why? Because I saw the tree fall. If I'm not back there and my neighbor saw it fall and I talk to my neighbor a day later, I no longer interpret it as true unless I 
trust my neighbor. So case in point is truth becomes a function of seeing things happen. In God's word, there's a teaching in the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, New Testament, part of the Gospels. And it's in the third chapter, and it's the 21st verse. And there's some powerful words here that I want to put put out to you today. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. So living in the truth is what the teaching in the book of John is. Living in the truth. If you're living by truth, you're living by what it is that's connected to fact or reality. You're you're living a quality or a state of being true. In other words, your life's in a good spot. So God's word teaches about living by the truth and it promises that when you live by the truth, you come into the light. In other words, you stay in the light. Well, light reveals more and more things to us. Darkness withholds from us because we can't see, we can't interpret, we're not sure. When's the last time you got up in the middle of the night and didn't turn the lights on and went for a walk? Probably not very far. Why? Because you couldn't see. But if you turn the light on, then you can walk down the same hallway and you have the sense that you're walking in the light. You're walking in truth. You can trust your steps. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. So being close to God's word is a function of truth. Finding truth, find God's word. And then to close this out regarding seeing it happen, the last chapter of my book, Winning Words, Speaking Life to Influence Others, is on character, integrity, and legacy. Three key pillars of a person's life. Character, integrity, and legacy. And when it comes to truth, here's the definition of integrity. Integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. So a media outlet or social media, or education, or government, print media, friends, wherever it is, if they're honest and have strong moral principles, then they're going to report the truth as truth because they're honest and they have strong moral principles. Here's some synonyms, isn't that a hard word to say, synonyms for the word integrity. Listen to this list. Honesty, uprightness, virtue, honor, ethics, morality, decency, fairness, sincerity, trustworthiness, and truthfulness. So as we close this today, this whole search for truth, I don't know about you, but for me, I sense that we live in a country that is searching for truth. 
And I hope today I've helped you put on some lens, so to speak, of identifying the source and identifying the background, identifying the organization when it comes to interpreting. Adding to it, and the encouragement I can give you to use God's word, John 3, 21, to live by the truth comes into the light. Come into the light by living by the truth. And then closing with seeing things happen and interpret those as truth. So today we focus on searching for the truth. Next week, we are going to focus on Who can you trust? So search for the truth and who can we trust? Thanks for being with us on this session of Winning Words, Speaking Life to Influence Others. Go out today, search for the truth, speak the truth, live the truth, live in the light. Thanks much. Ross Jelthes saying have a great December. Thanks for being with me.